the 21st century is when everything changes and Spodcast is ready. Are we though? And welcome to a podcast of spurious morality. Uh, we're doing a Torchwood episode. Hooray! Uh, we've had a whole new series of Torchwood from Big Finish recently, so we uh, listened to it nice and speedy, and we are going to talk about it. So I'm Johnston, and with me to talk Torchwood, I have Greg. Hello. And I have Mansour. Hello. Um, so this this series was a long, long time coming. Um, if, if you sort of followed it slightly, you get the impression, I think, that they had a plan for a third continuation series and then COVID happened and then one of the uh, lead actors uh, seemed to fall out with Big Finish for various reasons, various things happened. So it... it it just felt like that this series was a bit cursed and I did genuinely start to wonder if it would ever actually happen. And then we were sort of teased um, with a postcard from Mr. Colchester, um, which was late last year, I think. And uh, then finally along came the announcement and we've got a whole series over the course of three months, three box sets, Torchwood Among Us. Um, so that's what we're going to be talking about. So needless to say, there will be spoilers. We may be spoiling other Torchwoody stuff as well, I suspect. Alien among, aliens Among Us and God Among Us spoilers will appear at some point. Um, and I think actually that's going to be our starting point. I just kind of want to get uh, what you guys thought of those two previous continuation series. Uh, so yeah, we'll go from there. So Greg, your thoughts on... Alien among aliens among us and God among us. I mean, I think they're among the best box sets that Big Finish have released. I mean, I, I don't know exactly how much creative input uh, Russell T. Davis had in those sets, but I know he's at least credited with you know with with ideas. Um, and it, they really feel like like Torchwood sequel series. I mean, they 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 introduce new characters. You know, they continue. Uh, the story of, of Jack and Gwen, um, the, the new characters they introduce are, are all fascinating across the board. I mean, I think, you know, for, you know, Mr. Colchester is a very interesting character in a lot of ways. Tyler's great. Aang and Orr, like just the, just the way that the, the new team evolves and then they, they bring Yvonne back into it. I, I, I think it, I think just, just on a character level, you know, everything works incredibly well. And I think that's really the core of good audio drama is, is strong characterization. And then there've just been, you know, a number of 
memorable stories across those sets. I mean, we we got you know we we kind of started off the whole Billis Manger, you know, separate in a little range of things with the story in, in one of these sets, and and we you know we got to see the not the whole Torchwood Soho team, but you know we got to see more of Norton in there, and you know so they not only did they use these sets to continue the ongoing story, but they also use them to flesh out some of their, you know, other Torchwood subgroups. And uh, it, it all works incredibly well. And, you know, both both sets have really gripping plots, you know, both end with potential disasters, both, you know, have sort of cliffhanger endings that, you know, really want you, really have you coming back to listen to more. Um yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, I still think Children of Earth is the absolute gold standard of of Torchwood for a, for a given season, but I would put those two sets as good or better than the other three seasons of the TV show. I think that the uh, particularly Aliens Among Us, it kind of really, really, really took all of the strengths of Torchwood beforehand and put them together. So like you say, it kind of continues the Jack and Gwen story. It has it kind of brings back the the hub and the the team format of the first two series. Uh and I did feel that they were a bit of a loss. Uh, when they were sort of written out at the start, well, end of series two, start of series three. However, Children of Earth and that kind of overarching story, as you say, that is peak Torchwood. And it felt as though Aliens Among Us was just picking all of those best bits and kind of establishing a kind of new normal for Torchwood. And over the course of the three series we've had, that has been completely turned on its head and pushed in many different directions. But just sort of as a core idea, it works brilliantly. Uh, Mansour, what are your thoughts on the sort of previous two series? Uh, yeah, they're all all very strong. Um, I don't think there's much to... I mean, the, just like the ambition of them is something that's that's um, good as well. Like, they're not, they're not afraid to completely change the status quo, and it does mean that when you get Captain Jack popping up in the TV series in the last few years. There's a little bit of continuity stuff that, that that's a little bit awkward, but I think that's that's preferable if you're going to use that to allow you to tell a more ambitious, less restrained story. So, yeah, because basically huge things happen to Cardiff and um, and to the team, and um, yeah, it, it makes it feel fresh. Like there's there's actually some threat and danger there in terms of how things are going to go. Uh, the only, um, or one of the sort of things that I, I didn't like as much about the first few sets is actually fixed by uh, the ones that we're going to be focusing on today, which is the whole dynamic between Gwen and Eng, uh, or like more accurately, like the lack of confrontation or resolution between them um that was the thing that really stuck out to me and that's when when this when these last three sets were were so delayed that was the 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 big sort of frustration that that character strand wasn't being picked up and potentially wasn't going to be picked up so it was a a relief that they did give that some attention i think that god among us was 
so busy it had an awful lot to do as a series because Aliens Among Us didn't really end it just sort of stopped after 12 episodes and there was very little resolution and it actually mopped up pretty quickly sort of first two or three episodes Aliens Among Us is mopped up uh, mopped up and God Among Us is established as its own thing and I think it's actually a very very different thing it's a very different series and it it's I'd say it's on par with Aliens Among Us I think the I'd really struggle to pick out which one I would call the best of the two. I think that Aliens Among Us may have the better overall story, but God Among Us has better individual episodes. But overall, they're pretty much on par with each other. Um, and yeah, it, it did feel as though some things kind of got a bit left behind because of that. Um, at the end of Aliens Among Us, for example... Uh, Jack is out of the team and Yvonne has taken over um, and then he just kind of there's a line of dialogue in God Among Us which is I think it's all says to him right are you back on the team now then aren't you and that it, it's all kind of resolved there uh, but obviously the Gwen thing was just completely ignored we just carried on with Eng I think Jack had a grumble about the character at some point but that was it Um. So, yeah, it's really good that the new series has kind of gone, that's a loose end we want to deal with. And I think it dealt with it really, really well. Um, so we will move on to the first Torchwood Among Us set. It came out a few months ago. Um, and I think it was sort of very... I think it was very different to any continuing Torchwood that we've had before. I think it was much more like the stuff we get in the monthly releases. It felt like kind of four disconnected, loosely connected, I suppose, monthly releases. Uh, but there was definitely a sense that something was going on. There was some uh, momentum, there was some movement, and obviously hints of what will turn into the overarching storyline. Um, so, Greg, what are your thoughts on that first Torchwood Among Us set? Well, I agree exactly with what you're saying there. It really felt like it was just some excess monthly range scripts that were all just put together to create a new box set. But I think it works because, well, first of all, when you listen to the following two sets, you realize that like a lot of the thematic material that's running through these stories is picked up on more directly in the subsequent sets. And also you realize a couple of plot elements are actually like introductory, ongoing arc stuff. But I think just in general, this set is so good because those individual stories are so good. I mean, I think Among Us 1 is easily the best of the three. Um, I think you've got four stories in here that are all top quality. Um, I think the, um, you know, the most continuity-oriented one is Misty Eyes, which is, like Mansoor was saying, the, the story that gives us that resolution between Gwen and Eng, And it's really good. Like, Eve Miles' performance is fantastic. Alexandria Riley's fantastic. Like, it's, it's a heartbreaking story that shows that, you know, it, it really takes their relationship through multiple levels and, and, and multiple degrees of emotional intensity. And it really just never turns the dial down. And it and it works incredibly well. And yet that's the only one that 
feels like it has connection to what came before. And indeed, that's, you know, this is the only time we're going to hear Eve Miles in this set or in this range, in fact. So, you know, for sure, that's that's kind of its own thing. But then you've got the other three stories, which are all about something working behind the scenes in society to, you know, nudge people into this sense of, of fear, paranoia, suspicion, and just letting that, you know, simmer until it explodes into, you know, some degree of horrific violence or torment or something like that. I mean, that's Aliens Next Door is about taking people living in a subdivision and stirring up their fear and hatred of one another. Um, uh, Colin Alone, which is utterly fantastic. It shows just, as the title implies, Colin on his own without Colchester. And something is just slowly going through and destroying his life, you know, stripping away the things he loves, stripping away his conveniences, stripping away his essentials, his job. And yet there's no obvious thing for him to point to and say, look at what's happening. So it just seems like he's losing his mind. And it has a very cathartic ending, thankfully, but you you really feel that, that sense of disconnection. And then the fourth story, uh, Moderation, that's the one that, as it turns out, is more linked to the overarching theme and of the set, because here we have a, you know, a social media algorithm that's turning, you know, not, not sentient like the one we see later, but that's, you know, being manipulated to allow website comments to be more unhinged and violent. And, you know, Tyler's kind of stuck as a moderator and, you know, he's not able to prevent the, you know, horrible things that he sees happening. And, and, and that's really, I think the, the, just the theme of the set is just this loss of control is that the, the whole world is, is slipping into chaos and violence and, you know, Torchwood is there at the margins, like just, you know, barely like holding the seams together, but it seems like it's just spiraling out of control. Um, as an introductory set, I think it's fantastic. I, I mean, it's, this is this is ten out of ten material for me. It's it's dark. It's hard to listen to at times, but it's really emotional. It's really well written. It's a it's quite an achievement. I think it does a particularly good job of kind of just honing in on that sort of darker side of human nature and actually how horrible we can be to each other. And I think it just kind of. There's some stuff in there that's really, as you say, unpleasant and nasty, and it's it, it's perfectly setting up for where this series goes. Uh, and even though it does feel disconnected, it's definitely moving in a direction. Um, it's it's a very different start to the other continuation series, and it sort of splits all the characters up. But again, they were split up at the end of God Among Us, so they're kind of on the run and separate and it's it's an interesting way of picking it up and i'm really glad that unlike god among us it doesn't settle the fallout from the last series in the first episode there is kind of stuff left hanging over um and it it is until really until the end of the second set i suppose uh mansell what were your thoughts on the first four stories in this series uh, so as a whole i think this box set was my favourite of 
to the three. Um, just it's kind of hard to say because it, in a sense, they're all one big season or twelve episodes run. Um, but yeah, I think that so they, I do see that thing of these feeling like monthly stories that are at first sight a little bit disconnected. Um, but I quite liked that format, and and I think there's a really strong thematic link between them about people, like, like you said, like just being horrible or going through really, really like terrible experiences. There's something that feels as I feels like there's a, a thread that connects them, um, all four stories. Um, but I think because of what I said before, my favourite of the three is um, the one with. Uh, Gwen and uh, and Eng. Um, it's nice to hear Eve Miles back um, and to get a little bit of backstory on what's happening with Gwen and uh, and Reese. Um, uh, and yeah, I think that that confrontation when it finally happened was just uh, yeah handled really well. Um, yeah, so like a really strong start that got me very excited for the second and third sets. And I do really appreciate. The release schedule for these as well just being month to month it makes them feel like a serial that you're following in real time um if they'd done that thing of you know box set one comes out in january and two comes out in july and then three you're sort of pre-ordering a year and a half in advance i think that it, they'd still be the same stories but it would just kind of kill some of the excitement and momentum um so yeah, I did quite like that these came out all quite close to each other. Yeah, I think the the sort of release schedule of uh, a set a month, and I mean, really, it's sort of when it all did come out, it balanced out as being about six weeks in between each set. I think that worked quite well, and it definitely does sort of diverge away from what is the normal big finish release schedule, which, as you say, you know, we we could have potentially been following this for the best part of 18 months um so yeah i'm, I'm really glad that it did come out that way i'm really glad that we do it's, it's sort of have this whole series yeah and it, i mean i think it, it's just it works for the story but it's also just really hard to just on a practical level remember all the kind of character and plot threads when you're following three or four different big finish series at once um so yeah it's just easier to consume and I think serves the story better, well this sort of story definitely. I also think it's good that they suspended the monthly range for those three months too so this was really just the only Torchwood to focus on. Yeah, that I think as well definitely made a difference and uh, it, it, it made it feel like a new series, it made it feel like a current series which you know it effectively is, this is when all things are sort of said and done, Torchwood Series 7. So, um, it, yeah, it, I, I seem to remember that there was the sort of few-month gap in between releases in the previous Among Us um, series. Um, and I actually, I think with God Among Us, I actually held on and waited till all three sets were out before listening to it and then did it as one series which I think is the only time I've ever kind of held off listening to a new Big Finish when it's in my download folder. So it 
with this, I did do sort of the one set per month and I didn't feel like I was being, like I was missing anything or forgetting anything or, you know, the amount of audio stuff I listened to, Doctor Who and otherwise, it's very easy to not quite remember something that you heard the best part of six months ago. Um, so, yeah, it, I was really happy uh, that it was released that way. Um just before we move on, I will mention basically what you guys have said about just how excellent Miss the Eyes was as an episode. And it, it really did bring closure to a thread that had been left dangling. And I'm not entirely convinced we were all sure it would ever be sort of wrapped up in any way. Um, and we finally got the Gwen and Eng um, confrontation that we that we wanted and that we'd been hoping for for quite a long time. Um, I'd be really interested to know whether this was planned all along to sort of address it more directly later or whether this was maybe a response to people like wanting a bit more resolution. Because if you just take that Gwen's original exit just in isolation, it yeah, it just felt really weird that just the, the person who killed her mum, was it, was it a mum? Um, yeah, using her body, um, but okay, maybe Gwen is in shock. But it just felt like there was nowhere near enough in that moment to kind of even acknowledge that. Um, so yeah, it's very welcome. Yeah, the uh, I, I don't think the implications of that were ever sort of properly looked at before at all, apart from Gwen sort of in the background going, I hate you, I hate you, you won't get away with this uh, during Aliens. But yeah, this was definitely the kind of resolution that we we wanted. Um, so we move on to the second set, which came out, like I say, little over a month after the first. And this one sort of promised quite a lot. It, it's um, We didn't get any Yvonne in the first set, and obviously Yvonne is part of the team, so... Uh, Yvonne coming back into it was quite a big thing. Uh, we got Andy, who seems to have been demoted from sort of effectively a series regular to just a guest appearance in this one. But I suppose Andy's off doing stranded type things at this point. Um, it was it was uh, sort of good to see them bringing so much back into it. Uh, the one thing I was sort of less convinced about on announcement was the Billis episode that also featured Ianto. And I think it was clear that Ianto was always going to be a hologram or something. Um, I think that that was just a little bit, mm, it's just looking a bit too far into the past. Okay, sure, bring Billis back and have Billis as a continuing villain because he does seem to be the kind of villain that keeps going and keeps reappearing. Um, he's sort of Torchwood's equivalent of the master, I suppose. But um, did we really need Ianto? Did we need to sort of look back at the past when we have our new established Torchwood team and we have a storyline that's going on? And it does kind of feel that for that episode, the whole thing just sort of halts. Uh, Cuckoo, it does feel like the odd one out in this series in the sense of, it's not really doing much for the storyline. It doesn't feature any of the series regulars. Um, it, it's a bit of a strange beast, but I did actually quite enjoy it in the end. It's a very, very good Billis story. 
but I think it could have been a multi-range Billy's story. Um, putting that aside, though, uh, Greg, what were your thoughts on the second set? Well, we might as well start there. I mean, it, Cuckoo does feel like, of all 12 stories here, it feels the most like a repurposed monthly range story. Now, I mean, I know we had a Billis story in and Among Us set before, so you know it, it's not unheard of, but like you said, because it doesn't feature any of the characters, it, it's almost completely disconnected from the plot. It has Gareth David Lloyd in it. It just strikes me that this, you know, would normally have been released as a monthly range thing with Yanto and Billis on the cover and, you know, and Gareth David Lloyd and Murray Melvin, you know, credited at the top. And, you know, it would have just been, that would have been the selling point for it. And, and that makes sense to me. But like you said, I, I think it's a really good story. I mean, I, I think the, the Billis stories are all a bit similar to each other because they are largely Billis Manger, you know, taking an unsuspecting person and slowly manipulating them into a situation where they have to make an impossible choice. But Murray Melvin's fantastic. And yeah, I mean, I, I think they just, they just work, you know, even, even if they're predictable, like it's, it's, it's a very, you know, fun, well, fun is maybe not the right word, but a very interesting thing to listen to. Um, as for the rest of the set, uh, I I think you start to see a little bit of inconsistency here. Like I I like the first set because like thematically, like you know you've got like again you've got the one story that wraps up Gwen's story, and then you've got three very thematically consistent stories that are all dealing with the, you know effectively the same subject matter from different angles. Whereas in this set, you're really all over the map. Like you know you you start with propaganda, which is picking up on the themes that we saw, you know, in the first set. So you figure, okay, this is going to continue with this, you know, idea of, you know, current social media uh, trends being manipulated in one way or another. And, and this story deals with, um, you know, the idea of, of Russian bot farms, but it's a little awkward to me just because like the, the setting of it, I mean, to, to, to literally have it start out with ore on a plane that crashes and kills everyone, it, it, it just, I don't know, I think that the tone of it just didn't didn't work entirely uh, for me. And I, I, I can talk about this a little bit more at the third set too, but like as much as I love ore as a character concept, like the idea of having such a strong empath associated with the team when they are sent off on a mission by themselves like this it it really makes you you know question like is this really an individual that we can trust to run an entire mission because it seems that whenever war is on their own um they're just immediately overwhelmed by all the emotion around them and, and, and just completely fly off the handle and become almost uncontrollable. And I understand that, you know, Torchwood is stretched thin and these are the only people they have, but it, it just, I don't know. It, it doesn't, it doesn't entirely work for me. Now, that being said, we move on to at her majesty's pleasure, which I think works very well um, because it's basically just a, 
you know, a locked, you know, a, a locked prison mystery with Yvonne, you know, figuring out how to escape from her prison and, you know, and Andy knowing that, that she's in charge of what's going on somehow, like she has to be in control, but just not knowing how, and, you know, the relationship between Yvonne and Andy and the prison warden, like it's a really fun little character piece. It's got a good sense of humor to it. It doesn't, you know, have the, the bleakness of, you know, the other stories. So it's a, it's a nice little way to exhale and it's a good way to bring Yvonne back into it. But like you said, I'm a little disappointed that, you know, we didn't get more of Andy, especially after he was such a significant character in God Among Us, you know, practically being one of the, you know, leaders of the provisional government that, you know, happened after the, after the flood. But now he's basically just back to being a police officer and he's in this episode and it's good. And I just, I, I'd like to see more of him in the future. Um, and then, you know, the final set is, is, or the final story rather, is the one that tries to introduce what the actual plot of this, you know, third series of Torchwood is. Um, and it tries to take everything we've encountered so far and tie it together. And it does so by showing different characters from the Torchwood team encountering different people and trying to bring them all to one place, um, which is has some absolutely fantastic material for Colchester in this. Like, like that, his his segment of the story is really good. And you know, it's it's a it's an entertaining story, you know, it, it it's setting things up that, you know, it it has a very interesting uh you know uh twist ending and it just really seems like you know you're how are they going to get out of this one like this this seems like they've they've pretty much lost i mean they've they've they're being accused of murdering the government and you know all of social media is arrayed against them and that's that's a heck of a way to end the set and it you know really had me anticipating how things were going to wrap up in uh, among us three that final episode, I did find it to be sort of quite interesting because all of a sudden, yes, all the characters are there together in one episode and they're all doing pretty much the same thing. And that's it. We kind of get three or four absolutely identical stories all happening throughout this. And it's essentially get other character from A to B. Occasionally someone's going to shoot at you. It's kind of a, a score mission on a video game. Um, and it, it, it worked, it was fun. I'm glad we had all the characters together, but I just, I wish we'd had some kind of scene set before this, where the characters actually come back together after what happened in, uh, God Among Us. It's kind of, most of them are separated and then they're not. And then we're all back to how we were before. Um, it, it just sort of it, it was quite jarring to just suddenly have a full cast of characters as opposed to sort of a, a selection of them. Um, but it would it was good, and it feels like that this is where the series kind of really gets going. We've kind of had the prologue, as it were, up to this point, uh, and now that's it. Torchwood Among Us is with us, and it's going to be brilliant. Um, Mansour, what are your thoughts on the second set? Um, I, I quite like the uh, the first and last episodes. They were doing something, you know, like trying to do something visual with lots of spectacle doesn't often work well on audio. But I think 
they pulled it off with that first episode. Um, my favourite would probably be uh, the one with Yvonne, but I, like I have some, I'm trying to work out like with, with the number of twists that were layered on top of each other towards the end of that episode. Um, I think it was kind of done in a self-aware way, but it was kind of getting to the extent of um, reminding me of Curse of Fatal Death or Let's Kill Hitler, where it's just like there are so many layered rug pulls and twists that it also beca- becomes like that that's the joke, that there's, oh, we thought you'd worked it out. Well, there's these other three things that we're going to reveal. Um, but in terms of what was going on with the characters in that story, that's what made it the strongest for me. Um, and, yeah, and the Billis episode was like a solid Billis episode. And like I said, potentially could have been like a, like a monthly release that went alongside this. or um, uh, And Yanto being there didn't bother me overly, but it also didn't serve much of a purpose that I could see. I w- if you were saying to me, like, you're going to get the actor in to do the story, my preference would have been, well, use that time to record a, a really good standalone monthly story with him. Um, rather than having him here in that in that hologram form, um, but yeah, like uh, I, I don't know how I would have structured it, or how it could even be structured differently. But I feel like when we get into the last box set, things resolve very quickly, and it would have been nice to have a bit more time with the threat and the villain being fully revealed. Um, basically, having a, a sort of longer box set three. So that, that's the one thing I was wondering as well. Could that reveal, like, this is what's going on? Could that come a little bit earlier in this run of 12 episodes? Um, so, yeah, so maybe not quite as strong as box set one, but, yeah, some really strong individual stories still. I did think that it was sort of, it was quite strange waiting until episode eight to kind of, as I said before, sort of end the prologue and go into the story proper. Um, I know that's not quite the case. I know that there is some fairly heavy storyline stuff going on beforehand, but it's, I think, one thing that really does make Torchwood, and obviously the thing that really distinguishes these continuing adventures from the monthly uh, releases, are that sort of team feel. It's the dynamic. It's the fact that we have these wonderful characters and how they interact with each other. It's, you know, the the uh, banter between Tyler and Colchester, it's still great three series later. Uh, that kind of mutual hatred but mutual respect that they have for each other, it, it it's great. It's a really good dynamic. And yes, I know they both appeared in uh, an episode in the first set, but Colchester's role was pretty tiny. Um, actually, Colchester's barely in this until this eighth episode and it it feels like an awfully long time to kind of have one of the most popular i'd argue one of the most popular original big finish creations for the universe um sort of sidelined that long worth the wait don't get me wrong but um i'd I'd have liked a sort of more colchester central story um even if it was just another Colchester and Ace story like they've done in the monthlies because they've both been pretty excellent and 
there's another sort of good dynamic there between those two. Or Colin as well. Um, I know we've had a whole episode with Colin in the first box set, but maybe come back to him and you know see how he's coping now with uh, with Colchester being back. Um, that would have been interesting. Yeah, it did. It did feel quite strange not having Colin in it, and I'm not even convinced he was mentioned at all. Actually, after Colin alone, which was in, in the last box that he does, but not. In, yeah. Not sure about this one. Um, but yeah, it, it just felt quite strange to dedicate an entire episode to the character and recast him uh, purely to not have him appear again at all. Um, but it, it's it was worth it. Colin alone was an excellent episode, and hopefully we'll see more of the character going forward. Um, up next, then the third set, the the finale, the final four adventures. Um, it opens with what I think is an absolutely brilliant episode, uh, How I Conquered the World. I thought it was a lot of fun to listen to. It was a witty script. Um, and essentially, it's just an info dump. Like three quarters of it are just exposition, exposition, exposition. But if you have to do exposition, that's how you should do it. It's entertaining, it's interesting. And it really does pull together everything that we've had in the first two sets. If there was anything that you weren't sure about, or why was that there, or why did that happen, then chances are it is actually sorted out and resolved in How I Conquered the World. And it kind of enables us to do proper Torchwood for the final three episodes after that. I also love the resolution to the cliffhanger uh, set at the end of the previous series. Yes, it's exceptionally flippant and it's exceptionally silly, but it's completely Torchwood. Um, you can imagine that on TV, totally. Oh, totally, yeah. Resolution. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just the sort of thing I can see Russell T. Davis sort of writing in with a huge grin on his face, and quite rightly too. Uh, So, Greg, the third and final set in Torchwood Among Us, what are your thoughts? So again, I'll pick up right there. I I really do enjoy that ending. Like it 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 really works for me. Like you say, it's very silly. It's very tortuous. Just Yvonne driving a giant tank through a wall, like, and then they just take off down the street in the tank. Like that's that's hilarious. It's just the the situation that they're left in at that point is basically that a very I think substantial chunk of the government has just been murdered. Uh, Torchwood are the only suspects for having committed this murder, and they're on the run in perhaps the most in you know the most conspicuous type of vehicle you can be on the run in with presumably the entire law enforcement apparatus such as it exists at this point and an evil AI algorithm that controls all of social media. And yet by the next episode, they're in an office and like just, you know, essentially back to normal. And there's really no sense that they're even, you know, in hiding behind, you know, beyond what we've heard of in in the first few sets. And really, you know, I think that's my my issue with this third set is that I I think it, it really struggles to bring all of the separate strands that we've experienced so far together into one 
coherent narrative. I think that the, like, like you were also saying about, you know, well, why didn't, why don't we get a story, you know, picking up with Colin, you know, why, you know, we, we heard Gwen and Reese in the first set. Well, now we've got a story in this one that's set in Iceland with Greece. And I mean, again, I know the production reasons for this. I'm not saying they had any choice, but now you've got a, a story in Heistland, fun pun, by the way, um, that has Reese in it, but there's no Gwen. And then there's awkward, like, couple lines of dialogue trying to explain, like, why Gwen isn't involved, even though she really obviously should be. Um, now, that being said, you know, I, I, I like that first story as well. Um, I think it's, it basically is setting itself a very ambitious goal of telling the history of social media, or at least people's interactions on social media, and doing so in an hour, and it, it does it pretty well. Um, I think it, uh, it describes a very interesting villain, you know, I think it's, you have this, this algorithm that's, you know, trying, that, that gains sentience, and is trying to help people, and is, you know, and sees, like, the really, like, nice and rewarding things that can happen on social media as people interact, and it tries to promote this, but then in doing so uncovers like the dark underbelly of human nature. And you know, now people are, are being horrible to each other. And eventually the AI just comes to the conclusion that humanity is irredeemable and should just be, everyone should just be replaced by AI constructs, which, you know, obviously from, you know, from look, stepping back and looking at it from the outside, you're like, well, that doesn't make any sense at all, but it makes perfect sense to this AI that's been raised in that environment. So that, that's, that's pretty smart. I, I like that quite a bit. Um, the, the doom scroll story is excellent too. Um, you know, uh, Tyler and his relationship with the American influencer is, is brilliant. Um, as with any Torchwood relationship, of course, it you know, ends in tears and misery. Well, not every relationship, but the vast majority of them. Um, it really helps to develop like Colchester and Tyler's relationship a little bit, too. Um, I, I think that's, again, I, I really like when these stories focus on the characters. And, and that one, um, I think, is the strongest of, of these. Um and then, you know, getting into the last story, like, I think um, I, there, are thing, there are things I liked about it and things I didn't. I mean, I, I think it's, it's, it's about as good of a wrap-up of these disparate uh, different thread, uh, th- uh, threads as you can get. Um, I, you know, it, it does try to bring everything together into one narrative. It, it basically succeeds in this regard, um, and it and it shows, you know, a very Torchwood solution to the whole problem, which is, you know, just leaning into a skid, basically, you know, seeing like, okay, well, you know, the AI is appalled by the dark side of human nature, but is limited uh, to, you know, manipulating people through social media. So we're going to aggravate the dark side of human nature and get, and, you know, and, and get people to rebel even against the very social media that they're using and thus strip the AI of its power. It's a great plan. It works. The only thing that really doesn't, you know, it really makes me a little uncomfortable is the fact that to do this, they really have to inflame people's beliefs in some very questionable and dark real world conspiracy theories, you know, like, like 
convincing wide swaths of the population that, you know, underground cabling conduits are actually like full of like babies that are being harvested by evil forces within the government, you know, like that, like you, you're to, to solve this problem and save the world, you're creating a world that might in many ways be worse and is, and is exacerbating some of the really, you know, dark parts of the real world. And, and I mean, it's, it's not an illegitimate choice, certainly like it's, it's, you know, a conscious dramatic choice to go in that direction. But I, I really think if, and when we get a fourth, you know, series, a series eight, like they really need to engage with this a little bit, because I, I don't think this is something that you can just throw out there and establish and then, you know, never come back to and just start afresh. Um, because this it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. And, you know, like I said, there's nothing wrong with uncomfortable drama. Like if that's, if that's what they're going for, you know, that's, that's great. Like it's, you know, the, not everything should make the audience feel good. I just, I'm, I'm a little, a little iffy on that, but you know, in general, like I, I think for what this set had to do, it's about as successful as it could be. I just, I think there's just a, just based on all the production difficulties, I think there's just a, a cap on what that could be. And I think this is pretty much right there. I think it's a very, very sort of torchwood ending, torchwood solution. Like the ends justify the means, no matter how grim the means are. It, it's sort of, it's very Yvonne's torchwood. It's very the torchwood that's presented to us in Army of Ghosts and Doomsday. Um, and I, I, I sort of, I quite like the fact that maybe Torchwood is becoming even more morally ambiguous. You know, now that Yvonne is completely in charge and there's no Jack sort of challenging her. Jack, obviously morally ambiguous himself, but um, it, it's it's sort of, it's very much an Yvonne-Torchwood approach. And I quite like how they've they've sort of gone to that and, Maybe, you know, the next series could perhaps explore a little more. Well, you know, are, are Torchwood actually the goodies? What are they fighting for? Um, maybe it's something we'll get to. Yeah, so I was, yeah I'll, I'll come back to the thing about the team there because that's interesting. But just on, yeah, the set, I think I agree with what, what's been said. I really like the villain and that's why I would have liked this to kind of come to this climax a little bit earlier. And I, I also... Um, conscious that you know creepy little girl is quite an overused trope in sci-fi and horror but it's just done really well here and there's um that the actor's really good as well who, who plays friend and um yeah the, the stuff around it is is um about influences and and all of that it's uh, it's trying to engage with what's going on at the moment so yeah all of that was very welcome um, that I didn't mind the resolution, but I'm talking about you know the um, you know what should be in a box set and what should be in the mate in a, in the monthlies. I would quite welcome a couple of like coda stories to pick up some of the pieces between the big box sets, um, and I guess in theory you've had that with like Colchester popping up with Ace and that being set during. The run of box sets but i mean something that picks up on the fallout and implications of of these bigger plots um but just on the team makeup i completely agree with that thing about 
is is there someone there to challenge him on? I think it would have been Gwen, who would, who was always that kind of moral center of the original team. Um, maybe to a point like um, Tosh and Yanto, and uh, but it's I don't know if we have that at the moment because you have. Like who who would that be in the current torture team as it's left at the moment? Because they're all quite morally grey and ambiguous, which is good for complexity and drama. But who's that kind of um, moral heart of the team at the moment? I think if you brought Andy into it, it could be him, but he's only in the one story yeah, in this yeah. in the series. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I suppose the closest we have is probably Tyler. Um, you know, if you had to pick one out of all of them. But he's uh, just but, so broken down by everything that I know. happens to him. You know, I like he's, he's been through he's right been now. through three series of absolute hell. Um which I suppose Gwen did, but maybe not quite to a Tyler extent actually. Um yeah, it, it it's an excellent point that we we've kind of we've reached the stage where all of Torchwood's characters are kind of slightly out of this world, disconnected from real life, I guess. We we don't have that normal person centre that we did have with Gwen, and maybe that is something we need. And I agree, Greg, actually, Andy has kind of served that role over the previous couple of series, but he's... He's been hugely sidelined in this, and it, it's like I say. I'm assuming that Andy's busy dealing with the fallout of Stranded. Still, uh, that's that's kind of how I'm headcanning it, anyway. Um, yeah. Do a lot to like remind us about Or and um, Eng's alienness. Like I think there's like several lines of dialogue just stating it, and um, so yeah, that kind of entry point or point of view character i'm not sure if they they have that at the moment maybe maybe we do need a a normal person inverted commas back in torchwood i was quite that that was one of my um what should i say disappointments but hopes um earlier on with the journalist um in episode four of the first box set um i was kind of hoping that she would be a kind of a like be popping up across several of the stories, like she would be kind of the supporting cast in the way that they've introduced people in Children of Earth or Miracle Day, that she'd be kind of interacting with them a lot. Um, and she could have served, served that purpose uh, and been a really interesting character. I think she's name-checked or referred back to in towards the finale, but I don't think she appears again, does she, after that episode? Uh, certainly not that I can remember. No, and I think you're right. Actually, that's that would have been quite good to have her as kind of maybe some kind of moral compass for the rest of the team. It, it would work, but with the themes of the story as well, because this is if this is about media and social media, and like her story was the one that sort of kicked off some of the big like plot elements of these this whole story arc. So yeah, it's a shame that her character wasn't around more of the subsequent episodes yeah absolutely uh, before we finish uh, i've just kind of got one more thing i want to ask you which is um these series of 
continuing Torchwood. Um, they, they've been great. They've all been enjoyable. They've all been sort of really strong stuff. Um, and I think one thing that's kind of been a real strength is the fact that each series has been slightly different. Like things have changed, dynamics have changed, Torch, Torchwood's position in society has changed. Um, what sort of thing would you like to see going forward? Uh, we've got, you know, Friend obviously isn't fully defeated. There was that kind of, I'm not quite dead yet, cliffhanger. Um, so, you know, do, do we think Friend's the villain throughout the next series? Do you think they're going to pop up for an episode, sort of Billis style? Um, so kind of what what do you think will happen and what would you like to see happen, I guess is what I'm asking. Uh, so, Greg, you go first. Well, I mean, what I would love to see happen is to not have the production of the fourth series be interrupted and disrupted by a global pandemic. That would be fantastic. I would like to not have <laughs> that happen again. Um, yes, no pandemics, please. Yes, but I mean, I, I'm I'm being facetious, obviously, but at the same time, like I, I do think that's true. You know what what really makes those first two, you know, aliens among us and God among us. Uh, ranges work so well is that you know they've got like a very consistent like they've they've been planned out you know I mean there's individual stories in each one of course like there's sidesteps and so forth but they're all like very consistently building towards a climax they're introducing characters they're developing those characters across multiple stories and then bringing them together to resolve the plot whereas you know here because of all the production difficulties they had to take some stuff that they already had and create some other things and just kind of cobble it all together and again i think it it works it hangs together pretty well but it just doesn't have that that consistency of, of tone and of, of style and development that the first two uh, series had and you know i i would only assume that because of how good those were that you know once they're able to plan a fourth series you know, as they did the first two, that it will, you know, once again be, you know, at that level. Um, you know, specific things that I'd like to see carry forward. Um, I I don't really want to have Friend be the villain of an entire other set. I mean, I would, whatever series four slash series eight is, I would like it to be a new idea, not going back to the social media thing again, but I do think it would be interesting to have, you know, a story or two where, you know, like uh, Napoleon returning from Elba, you know, a friend gets one more, uh, you know, chance to, you know, try to destroy the world and Torchwood defeats friend once and for all, you know, kind of thing. I would be fine with that. Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I just, I want to see you know, I want to see more of the, you know, characters. Like I want to, it, it's fine if they've, you know, pushed Jack off to the side for obvious reasons. He's barely even referenced in these three sets, but you know, if, if they're not going to get Eve miles back, like try to, you know, give us an explanation for where Gwen is and just kind of stay away from that. You know, don't, don't keep bringing, you know, Reese back for stories and having to be like, Oh, Gwen's at the store. You know, like I, I, I don't, I don't like when you have to do things like that. I think it's better to just completely move on. And even though I even, I mean, I love Kyone and, and Reese is a great character, but you know, at, at some point like that, a strand just has to be closed off, but I want to see Andy brought back into it more. I want it. Like you guys were saying, I want to see someone challenging Yvonne going forward. 
Um, I want to hear more from Colin, you know, learn more about, you know, what his and Colchester's life is like now that Colchester isn't on the run and hiding anymore. Yeah, I mean, all of those things, but I, I don't know, you know, what a what specific type of plot I would want. I just, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to, you know, reclaiming the the consistency that we had before. Yeah, absolutely. I think that a new series needs to really, really kind of establish straight away what the status quo is now because it, it felt that it may have slightly changed episode to episode throughout Among Us. You know, are they on the run? Are they this group of pariahs? Uh, you know, everybody hates them after God Among Us apart from when Torchwood becomes a buzzword to save the world and it, all this sort of thing. It, it, I feel as though we need a little bit where we kind of may be told, right, Torchwood are now back in the hub. They're operating as a team and they're dealing with aliens. But it, you know, a lot of a lot of this, you know, Torchwood are in an office, but we don't know where this office is based. It's certainly not Cardiff anymore. Um, so maybe just kind of re-establishing the absolute basics. Where are Torchwood? What's the mission? How are they operating as a team? Um, and then kind of build on that and subvert it, change it however we need to, but at least just have that baseline because throughout the entirety of Among Us, there hasn't been any kind of baseline at all. It has sort of fluctuated a bit. Uh, Mansell, what about you? What do you want to see moving forward? Either bringing Andy back in or, or, or bringing another kind of character in to ground the team and kind of give it that, that moral sense of it that we're talking about before um in terms of format we've had like these three sets of three uh among us uh title box sets sorry just maybe in terms of branding and structure maybe move on to something that's just called something different and fresh for the next box sets um and then the the thing that we've been talking about you know about monthly stories versus box set stories um, I know schedules and production timelines would make this tricky, but it'd be really nice to have like a, a run of box sets like this. And um, as well as like pausing the monthly stories, maybe timing it so you've got some prequel stories and then like a coda story turning up in the, in the monthly range. Um, now obviously you'd have to do that in a way that those separate stories make sense on their own. But things like the Billis story in box set two of Among Us, that would have worked perfectly fine, I think, on its own. Like, you might feel like you'd obviously get more from it knowing the plot of Among Us, but you could follow it on its own as its own as its own thing. Um, so yeah, so maybe a bit more synergy between the monthly stories and the box sets, a fresh approach and a new entry level character or a previous character coming back in um, to give us that point oh and um on the villain yeah i agree i don't want another three box sets of the same villain much as i like them um I, it might be a bit uh sort of too glib but i almost feel like one approach could be the next box set starts off with like a james bond style pre-credit sequence where they're just dispatching that um, friend once and for all, like there's a whole another plot that's happened off screen and we just sort of catch the end of it at the next box set's uh, opening. Um, 
yeah, so that's those are my thoughts. I think I'd like to um, bring the committee back into it as well. I know that we sadly no longer have David Warner with us, and David Warner was, for all intents and purposes, the voice of the committee uh, in Torchwood. But I think that maybe having them a little more front and centre uh, and maybe even properly resolving the storyline uh, could be an interesting way to go. And it'd be interesting to see sort of the committee somehow gaining control of using weaponizing friend i mean it could be the committee created friend in the first place you know um it, it would be great to kind of just get a bit more of them because it feels like another one of those loose threads that's not really doing anything i think the last time we heard from the committee was when they caused the flood at the end of the second god among us set so they're still out there, they're still manipulating things and they're still causing trouble. So it'd be interesting to see where they go next um, and maybe merging the committee and friend into kind of one storyline could be a way of dealing with that. Like a, or, you know, related to that, another way to establish a new threat might be to just have them dispatching or usurping friend early in the run so it kind of establishes this new new threat something even worse or, or even stronger yeah absolutely there's there are many ways to play it but i think the one thing that we can all absolutely agree on is more please let's have more continuing torchwood it's brilliant these characters are brilliant um and i think i'd like to see these characters cross over into the monthly range a little bit more i know we've had a couple of cold jesters but let's see you know, let's try and see if we can crack that problem with all that they kind of don't really function well on their own. And, you know, let's have something about Eng discovering the world that she now lives in and is part of, yeah, free yes. of, free of God and all that kind of thing. Or, or like other media, like, um, I don't know if Big Finish can do, maybe they probably can't because of license arrangements, but tortured books that go into that sort of stuff. Um, that flesh out the backstory that isn't part of the main plot that gives you that sort of um, that extra detail. I haven't been following, got to confess, I haven't been regularly following the main range for a little while. I think it's it's really, really strong, but there's it feels like there's an element of repetition with like, oh, we, you know, we're getting a, a Queen Victoria story again or a Villa story again. And yeah, so mixing it up with some of our regular cast um, Having a few of those would be very welcome. And I think there's definitely sort of room and demand even with the monthly range for that kind of divergence because we had a double earlier this year, which was a two-parter with a completely new uh, sort of Torchwood setup in the 70s and that worked brilliantly. So I think there's definitely room for more experimentation i mean the torchwood monthly range particularly early on was incredible for experimentation and character combinations and all that kind of thing and yeah i'd love to see more of continuing torchwood cross into that okay well that is all we have time for but it's i mean it's been great listening to torchwood among us and it's been great talking about it and i think we should definitely revisit uh, this along with other continuing Torchwood and maybe even Tele Torchwood uh, in the future sometime 
Uh, but for now, I will say thank you and goodbye to Greg. Thank you and goodbye. And I will say thank you and goodbye to Mansour. Thank you. And we will be back for more podcasting soon. Goodbye now.